everybody, it's your boy Rail back with another review, man. Yo, this is BMF Season 2, Episode 7. Okay. First and foremost, salute to all those in the Discord gang them. Alright. All those listening on uh Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and of course, you, the viewer. Are you guys ready to get into this new chapter of BMF? Now I must say, they have lowered it on the ridiculous scale this episode. There was very few things outside of the progressiveness of the Flannery family, which I'm going to get into, that didn't, it wasn't too bizarre. It looks as almost that they're trying to come back to Earth with it. Uh, in some sense, some sense of the word. I don't know. This show is all over the place. One minute is utterly ridiculous. Next is yeah, passable, passable. So this particular episode, first thing I got to get into is just Terry. I need to talk about Terry's just exploits this episode. I Like father, like son, I'm Flannery man. Terry and Charles, boy, Chucky boy, Chucky boy. Okay, so now what I didn't touch on on one of my previous reviews was uh Terry's baby mama. I can't think of her name. Uh not important. Still in his belt and shit, right? I didn't understand what the whole belt and doing all this creepy shit. I didn't know where it was headed. But yes, I should have guessed. It was going to a psychic reader. Not even like I I thought you just had to bring your palm to a psychic reading. Your palm and a checkbook or some cash. I didn't know you had to bring a motherfucker's belongings. I thought she was finna go do some hoodoo spells on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, bury his drawers in the yard. Fucking the the female the blood and the spaghetti. Some weird shit. Right? But she took it to a psychic. Her and her mama. Ooh, and her mama. Her mama, boy. First, her mama's face looked like it's permanently stuck in place. I don't know what that is. I don't know what, what Ma had surgically done. I don't know about these mamas in the supposed 70s and 80s. I, I I don't know that they had work like that done. But she had the most prominent cheekbones and just a fixed face. It was just like, I was like, damn, girl, relax your, relax all your upper face muscles. It was just like, it was stuck there. It was, her face was very disturbing. I don't know. I don't know why. It just didn't sit well with me. But they take it to some fake ass uh 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 palm reader chick who's like oh yeah t i understand this and they just want to find out if t is in it for the long haul you and your mama both can't come up with a cheating ass man like your mama's single right now does she not know the signs of maybe having a kid and the baby daddy not being there where's your dad i would think mom had some of the first insights like, yeah, Terry's on bullshit. I don't think you need to go to a psychic reader. Where's mom's wealth of, of information? And I don't know their situation, but it looked like she might have dealt with one or two things. Like, it's just uh, purely off speculation and judging a book by its cover. I would assume mom would be like, look, girl, Terry is not finna know. He's not finna be with you. Listen, look at the signs. Just look at them, right? 
So we got that mystery put to bed. I didn't understand what that whole bet that bet, uh, belt shit was. But Terry, I don't know. I think he's he's moving close to a simp, the simp realm. If not close, like he's there. Like he's looking real clownish. I I thought Terry was cool. Maybe when it comes to business, he's a savant. You know, he knows all the big words. He's very studious. But when it comes to the matters of the heart dealing with women, he's just your run-of-the-mill cornball. I mean, look at this episode. He goes, hey, right? He goes up to the, now that they have a whole little drug thing they about to do, all of Meech's, uh connections and fighting with niggas and helping them in brawls has led them to a position where they could go meet the connect. So now Terry is out here at the travel agency getting stuff done. Of course he has to go to his, I guess, ex's um, the fucking travel agency to go do this. So he goes in flirting with the girl, Corny. Flirting with her, not even acknowledging Shorty Duh. I know she sent a dirty ass letter, but there's like a, I don't know, there's a cool way to go about things. And him flirting with Shorty, trying to make her extra jealous, trying to pass information to the woman standing right there via the little thirst trap that's standing in front of him. I didn't, it, I didn't, that wasn't play to me. I didn't appreciate that. But he is 17. You got to keep in mind, I don't care how tall he is, how grown he is, how grown his family seem to think he is. They're, they're, he's supposed to be 17. So let's keep that in, in brain. So he's doing all that. Only to have her, you know, have Lala get jealous, I guess. And then they're having a meeting on the bench. First they don't first she dubs him on a letter. He flirts with her girl. Next thing we know, they out on the bench together enjoying the scenery of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? With the flower lady walking past. And he's sitting here describing, you know, he kept it a buck. He said, look, she's about to have a baby. So there's that. Um, so I got another baby on the way, but I'm just letting you know what the situation is. And of course that's the ultimate turn off. Cause she's like, Oh my God, I thought I could raise this young man to be my man. She's dead. Like Lala should be ashamed of herself. Like that woman is way too goddamn old with real ass responsibilities to be doing all this with a child. So this is, it's all nasty. And you know, so he's out here proclaiming, I don't even love her. You know what I'm saying? I love you. And I'm like, all right, that's that was corny. This is all simp shit. You know, when I make this trip down here, I'm going to be able to provide for you. And uh, we're going to do all this. And just simping at its highest at its highest form. Um, But then what gets me is when Terry first finds out, that she pregnant. She comes back giving him his shit, talking about some, yeah, I went to a palm reader. And then this nigga says, why you go to these Santerias? You know, my religion don't believe in this. I got to say, in that conversation, in that argument between Terry and his baby mama, his baby mama gets the W. She played this, every, they had two, they had two run-ins with each other, right? The first one, when she tells him he's pregnant. Now, I could appreciate his frustration. He just had a kid. The boy is 17. He just had a kid, and he don't want to be with the baby mama. But he doesn't know what a condom is. She don't know what birth control is. So here they are with yet another child on the way. Shorty said she took three pregnancy tests. He said, fuck them tests. Fuck them tests. 
fuck that um mind reader. God damn it. Take another one. This can't be real. <laughs> I was just like, Terry, bro, she took three. A fourth one, I don't understand. You're going to go down to the doctor. Okay, I don't believe what you're telling me. And then here come my mama jumping in, talking about some, I don't get in y'all business, but I don't like the way you talking to my daughter. Y'all, a baby is a blessing. He like, man, I'm fucking out of here. I don't want to hear this blessing shit. And you know what? I got to appreciate his frustration. It is a weird, it's not weird. It is fucked up. When you have a baby with somebody you don't even want to be with. But then again, young man, maybe you shouldn't just be shooting up the club. At least try to pull out. Like, what are you doing? What do you think happens? You rolling the dice up in there. This is what's going to happen. So now he pissed because he'd been looking for a way to break up. And maybe this belt, still in my belt, going to, maybe he could have found a way out. But now he's even deeper in. Child number two, knowing they keeping it, supposedly. And I love when he threw the religious angle out there. And she dubs him, talking about some, nigga, you don't even talk about God. What are you talking about religion? Now all of a sudden it's religion. You know what I'm saying? So I think baby moms won that first argument. Because when he brought up that religion, he was like, get the, she was like, get the fuck out of here. Now let's talk about the dirty detectives coming in more to just ruin Terry's plans. Or maybe they helped him. I don't know. But when they come and show those pictures that they were nastily taken of them too, I feel like that had to be like illegal. Can the police just take pictures of you having sex and they're just passing around? Ain't that like pornography? Ain't that like distribution of pornography or whatever? Like, that didn't feel legal to me. It didn't feel like on the books. Okay, I didn't I didn't get that energy. But anyway, they show her that trying to stir up some shit and get her to maybe flip, give them some information. Cause they're still looking for Terry, looking for the drugs. They look for they looking for any end on the Flannery boy, so they go on back door. And she sees these photos, and this is the best argument thus far. This this argument was fantastic i really enjoyed it he comes as baby mom presents him with all this evidence talking about oh so you fucking somebody's auntie i was dying laughing so you gonna leave me for some old ass bitch and then uh he's like well you left with the baby and you know what i'm saying i had to go out there and do my own thing i found somebody else and she like somebody auntie i said damn Lala was taking strays up in that house. Like, you gonna leave me for some old-ass motherfucker that you wanna talk about coming close to the family? And then she started hitting him with, oh, you ain't got no problem with talking about, you know, religiously. You ain't got no problem eating this. And I thought you told me you don't eat no pussy. I said, oh, no, nah, Terry didn't get caught out there. She must have been looking for a little action down there. He was like, you know I don't do that. You know I don't do that. Hit it with the Charles. I don't do that. That's against the religion. That's just, I don't go down there eating. And then here go... Photo evidence. I bet she was more pissed at the fact that she ain't never got her box rocked, right? No tungling, the kundalingus. She ain't getting none of that action. None of that Terry, uh, 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 boom boxing on the poon. None of that. But right here, you're going to get somebody's auntie and just go full ice spice, just go straight munching. So she was hot. She was hot under the collar. And they told him, like, look, I ain't protecting you no more. This shit's over. Fuck you. 
And Terry's sitting there the whole time like, but I don't, I don't know, but I, and I was like, God damn. That's a cold ass way to get put out there. By the police. The police put Terry, he just looked. Then he gets that call from Lala. She needs to talk to him, has to come. So he comes running. He always comes running. More simp, simp behavior. He comes running, sits in there. And she's talking about her and Boone and how they got into a fight. You know what I'm saying? He put his hands on her. I guess he sent the kids away or some shit. And she hit him with a bottle. So I was like, good for her. A, fuck him. How many times you gonna keep putting your hands on a woman? Bottle to the head. And then Terry just sitting there confused. But why are you with him? Okay? He's doing all this. You deserve better. How many times? I wish I had a dollar every time Terry told this woman she deserves better. He could be better for her if you was my woman. Matter of fact, we should have a drink again, people. When next time y'all watch BMF, get you a bottle, all right? Socially. I don't want you doing it by yourself. You're going to look like, I don't know, you're going to look like you got issues. And real does not, I don't want you to be out there like that. But get you some friends over, have a little watch party, right? Y'all get y'all bottles ready and watch for Terry to tell Lala, a.k.a. the auntie, that she deserves better, he could do better for her, be my girl, any of those classic symptoms, and go ahead and take a shot. You're going to get fucked up every time, every time. So she's in there explaining to him, and he's like, just leave him. I don't get it. She's like, go where? With you at your mom's house? You have a family. Why don't you worry about that family? And then it, it finds it funny, right? Which is why I wish I could jump into Terry's body. Because he was just getting owned in that car with nonsense. She told him, you're just a boy. This is a dope business. I don't know why I did. Yes. You called me. When you're in trouble, I come get you. Put out in the rain. Oh, I'm I'm old enough. Need that need that box, Aiden? I'm old enough, right? You want some money? You want to go out? I'm old enough. But when I put some input on you, maybe should not be with a man who's whooping your ass. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about because I'm a child. The convenience of when he's young and when he ain't is unbelievable. And that's just manipulation by an older woman to a child. That that right there. She's attacking his mental with her gym, she's doing mental gymnastics on his ass, and he's just not prepared. So, it's a sad state for Terry in that car, and then she's like, just take me home, this is family, you don't understand family, and you know, he's my husband, the kid to my father, all this other shit. But you call me. You tired of the shit, you want to leave him. Had I had a house and shit, you wouldn't be with this family, would you? If I didn't have a baby mama that's pregnant, you wouldn't be with him, would you? You'd be with me in my house collecting my money. But the convenience of it all. And he just sitting there, he can't do nothing but smile and go, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. Because he has no retort. He got no comeback. Okay? Because he's a child. And it was just a sad state to watch. I was just like, Meech would never. Of all Meech's bad ideas and, and you know, trying to make two bricks from one, all this other goofy shit. I don't think he'd ever find himself in this situation that Terry is in. He wouldn't have none of it. Even though Beach got his moments. Not gonna lie. 
But yeah, I just found I just I don't understand. I don't understand. It's not a good look for Terry. And let's let's stick to the Flinnery man. Like, what's up with Charles? So Shorty, the chocolate devil, takes him out to a strip club. Now I gotta say, if you're gonna find a mistress, you ain't gonna find one more lit than Shorty. For real. She is next level. I don't know if her goal is to just corrupt him. Like, if she's getting off on corrupting a good church man, that is Charles. Because she got this man's nose wide open. And she's not doing it in the sense, like, I, at first I'm like, damn, she just really wants Charles, right? Maybe she just wants to take a, a good man like she sees the potential. It's like, fuck, fuck his family. I'm just going to take him for mine. This could do. I ain't got no man. I thought that was her intentions. But this episode, I think she's here just to corrupt. Like, she is here to just... Uh, she's literally the chocolate devil. That's who she is. She is Satan in in in, in chocolate... Uh, <laughs> in chocolate form. Dead ass. He's like, I ain't never been out to no place like this and no. all. And he's talking about, I don't think it's safe that we should be out in the streets like this walking around. Yeah, no shit, Charles. No shit. You're in Detroit. You're out with some strange woman. Did you see how he left? Like, are oh, you going to be at the church late? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to pick up an extra shift. You think your... This is the thing I don't get. You think your wife ain't going to notice no extra money, my G? You're picking up an extra shift. Y'all broke. Ain't she going to say... Hey, but didn't you work those extra shifts? Where's that money at? How many late shifts you gonna work with no extra bread before it's like, nigga, is you on drugs? Is you drinking? Before she start accusing you of shit. That's what I don't understand. So I, I never understood that work late. She knows your finances intimately. And salute to 50 and them for getting that Wendy's promo. I know they getting the Wendy's advertisement bag. They had mom in OG Wendy's gear. All right? Don't be fooled by the product placement. Because as I was sitting there looking at mom getting dressed for work, talking about how she got church later, I, I wanted a, a, a double stack with my fat ass. I was sitting there like, you know what? I could go for some Wendy's right now. Don't feel like cooking. So, yeah, number one, double with cheese. They got garlic fries. Let me get that. You know what I'm saying? And a giant Sprite to top that motherfucker off. Fuck it. Fuck my life. I'm sick anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there, and then give me some nuggets too. Why not? I didn't came this far. But yes, peep the product placement. Smart on them. But uh, yeah. So then she gets him into the goddamn. So yes, I think her sole purpose is to corrupt. He gets in there, and some thick. I said, yo, the women of the '80s were never like this. Like, come on, it's BBL Central. Up and got there in the 80s. I said, damn, they had BBLs back in the 80s? It's BBLs everywhere. I, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. I just thought it was funny to see. So here come another one. And she's aggressive, his mistress. Oh, my God, she lit. She like, yeah, you ever had a threesome? I said, damn, we'll put it on your... And he's like, what you mean? How does that work? Two girls and me? What am I, some freak? Did y'all see how it, up to, like absurd? How dare you put two vaginas on me? I am. I'm a man of God. Am I some type of pervert? I said, Charles, what the fuck, sir? And then, did you see him get mesmerized 
by the stripper's ass. I thought that nigga was on heroin. I was like, did you dip and meet your new stash? He was in there like, you literally could see the, you could hear the tone of, like his eyes was just like, I was like, is this man becoming a sex addict? I was like, he just screamed he ain't no perv. He fell in love with stripper ass right there. And his mistress talking about, yeah, girl, take him for a ride. Change his life. She's like, oh, I got him. And I said, God damn. Like, I want to root for Charles to come back and do the right thing. But God damn if that mistress ain't Liddy. Come on, fellas. Come on. If you're watching this with your lady, just, hey, I don't know what to tell you. You see what I'm saying? What you going to do? Nah, you're, you're a loyal man. You're a loyal man, you bastard Jew. God bless you. That's right. Tell you what, I ain't going for none of that. I don't care how many sexy women and sexy strippers want to force threesomes on me, woman. It's just you. I would never be a Charles. Yeah, I ain't fam. <laughs> but yeah, all for him, in the middle of his just enjoying himself, sees Meech across the way. And Meech's like, what the fuck? My dad up in here with ass? And he's just like... <laughs> The way Charles ducked up out of there, like, fam, you're caught. Where are you running to? But yeah, he zoomed out of there, but I'm like, bruh, you might as well enjoy yourself. Meech didn't already see you. But this man exited stage left, just left show you there to throw singles by himself. It was just a, it was a clusterfuck. But that's exactly how it goes down. So Charles, I don't think he's done. When he went in that room, asked Terry, like, hey, uh, did you talk to Meech? He's like, no. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And he goes and has that conversation with Meech, and Meech is just an adult about it, like, yo, mama got hurt too many times. So I ain't finna tell her you out here cheating and putting your face in the ass of random strappers. It's not gonna happen. So it's cool. Just know I know what's up. Right? And he just exits after they had that weird opening conversation. That's such a dad move. I ain't gonna lie. That was the most dad shit I've ever seen. Anytime your father or something got caught up doing something they ain't supposed to do, they try to open up with, uh, or they felt like they was wrong about something. He come to the record store, open it up, talk about, uh, yeah, man, uh, this is good music right here. Ah, yeah. And then he go meet you just entertaining it like, yeah, it's the first, uh, non-cyclical song you let us listen to. It's just, fathers always try to find some weird opening bonding line before they get to the bullshit. Like, yeah, I remember back in my day, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, about what you seen with your mama. Uh, uh, about what you seen me doing up in the titty, titty club. It wasn't, uh, you know, I would never on a... And me just like, just, yeah, shut that shit down. So I thought that was hilarious. That was an actual dad move. But to to some, to some to roll up the, the Flannery family's nonsense, I got to say, it's the most progressive black family in all of the world back then. Because for the simple fact that he is 17, Terry, has a second child on the way, decided to quit high school to sell drugs knowingly with his family, uh, knowing about it. And still the mother's like, well, bring in the baby mama, bring in her mom, and we're all just going to have a ladies night and Discuss how this baby's part of the family. Like, for such a religious family, there is zero pressure to not have, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, marital, what's that, premarital sex? Like, everybody's totally cool with that. Totally cool with them having the babies. Nobody's mad, except Terry. Everybody's just like, ah, yeah, beautiful baby, bringing it. They got no relationship. There's no marriage. Nobody's pressuring him to marry. Follow nothing. I was just like, this is very progressive for such a family who, you're reading smut magazines? That's cheating. Look at these ladies in these pictures. But you got a whole son pumping out kids. Ain't even in his 20s. Selling drugs. Where is the hypocrisy? Where? Everywhere. So I just don't understand. And then, now let's go to the Lamar. The Lamar drama. So we got Meech and, and the other baby mama, uh, uh, Cash Doll. Mo, I think that's her name. So he goes and Mo's like, look. Why don't we just double team this nigga together? Right? He comes like a little uh, dog to me. I call him. All I got to do is set it up. You come in and knock him down. And low key, I'm like, yeah. That's called the classic setup. That's exactly how most men get knocked off. A woman is like, hey, baby, meet me here. We finna have a good time. Bow! When he shows up, it's done. And then he gonna meet you. I don't want you, my baby mama, to be a part of that. What are you talking about? I, I'm like, Meech, it's all a good idea. She's right. This motherfucker keeps showing up with this pit bull at random places. Looking for her, Not posing a threat. This is, I don't know why he ain't thought. I don't know why Lamar isn't thinking. Maybe I should leave this nigga's baby mama alone. Because maybe he'll be there. And catch me slipping. Maybe she'll be in cahoots. But. And Mish wants no part of it. I'm like, so then Cash Doll takes it on herself to bring him over. And then he's got the dog over there, dog looking sick. And then she's feeding him this, hey, let's start off slow. Oh, by the way, this baby is your baby. So Lamar's on cloud nine. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. I just was. So he's all excited, but he's got a sick ass dog. You know, and then when he leaves, she takes the pistol off her back like, woo, that was close. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Shoot him right there in your living room. A, you could say he broke in. Who Nobody gives a shit. The detectives, everybody want him dead. You could say anything. He's in your property. Bang. But if you didn't want to kill a motherfucker on your linoleum floors, if you ain't want to have to clean it up, if you ain't want to have to answer no police questions, go through none of that, I totally understand. But Cash looks like she's with the shits. More so than me, she is. So... Salute to the baby mamas. I ain't gonna lie. The baby mamas kind of stepped up this episode. For real. Because Terry's baby mom was hilarious. The way she clowned him and came at his head. And Moe's like, look, stop being dumb. Even Meech's other baby mama that was like, what you been drinking at the repast? Like, talking about this always B.O. Like, nigga, this ain't how you talk. You know what I'm saying? Just calling these niggas out and they bullshit. So, I, yeah, the baby mamas kind of gay. I'm not mad at them. All their responses is... 1,000% on, on brand, on how it should be. I'm not, <laughs> it's just the men. What the fuck is going on with the men of this show? I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a loss. But, um, yeah, then Lamar popping off at his friend, who shouldn't be his friend no more. I don't know why this nigga hasn't turned on him. Threatening him now. He's talking about, like, man, I feel sorry for you that your dog's sick. You don't give a fuck about my dog. Nigga, stop talking about my motherfucking dog. You couldn't wait for him to be hurt. And you're like, what? I'm sorry for you, bro. Like, 
And he talking about how this dog still gonna eat his hungry man dinners. I said, man, what the fuck? <laughs> oh man, I couldn't be Lamar's friend. That seems like the worst task. I'd rather be Lamar's enemy. Cause it seems like his friend takes constant abuse. I'd rather take a fade from Lamar than be his friend. And they don't end well. Lamar be beating the shit out of motherfuckers. Hand-to-hand combat. And I ain't gonna lie. But what about the preacher? Lord, they done brought the east side Detroit out of Snoop. Lamar come in with that fake-ass stuffed dog from the door. Boy, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a scene from Tubi. I said, what the fuck is Lamar carrying? And then the cameraman thinking that he could pan out far enough that we ain't gonna notice that this motherfucker is carrying the stiffest. <laughs> that dog, hey, when I saw them put a meme up, uh, that dog that Martin had when he did that, when he reenacted that scene from New Jack City, I was in fucking tears. That was the same dog Martin had on when he held that meeting with Tommy and uh and all of them. When he was barking at that motherfucker, one of the funniest scenes ever. God, I love Martin. That shit was number one sitcom, hands down. And yes, that was the same stuff, dog. And he just, what, Lamar just come in accusing God? He's mad at God? But arguing with the preacher, and then Snoop is in there like, bro, this is look place for worship. Like, I don't want no problems. Like, and then he like, oh, you gonna get some problems carrying this dead dog? And I was so confused. But you know, one thing I wasn't confused of, how bad I want to be in that church. That is the most lit church in all of America. People get called out when people ask for prayers. People just walk out. You got mamas screaming on people, telling their business. You got. A rock and roll concert, motherfuckers cheating up on stage, flirting. You got a pastor that keeps a gold-plated pistol up in his robe, pulled it out like, nigga, get out. I'm sick of this shit. And they had seven, six foot five uh, ushers step up, ready to whoop Lamar's ass in the church. I said, yo, Detroit churches go different. That's a hell of a church right there. Pastor's protecting his sheep in style. I said, God damn. But now, to the business of things. So somehow, Misha's exploits and his little favors put him in a position to meet with the head guy over there in St. Martin's, meet with some Colombians. And even though Terry tried to brush up on the Spanish, he didn't accept the cigar, so they didn't want him part of the conversation. Meech was thinking some chick wanted him so bad enough. Yes, he got knocked out, got his shit stole. I was like, yeah, Meech, like, the ego of a man to think that he just that that dude, that he could just get a chick within moments and nothing be skeptical about it. Like, nothing. She just was down for you. She just couldn't take how sexy you were. and that, No. So, of course, he get called up again, but it leads to a conversation where they now get 300 keys direct and they in business. I was the quickest meeting, and it went just that fast. Terry came in, spit his little uh, microeconomic shit, maybe macro, and then boom, just like that, deal is sealed. Meech got him a connect, 300 keys waiting. They ready to go. Now we just got to deal with K-9, because he went behind K-9's back, who seemed to be the most ruthless motherfucker. K-9 shot his mama in the head, son. What the fuck are we watching? How could I forget that? I was finna, I was finna end this review with talking about this man shot his mama 
for I forgot what for getting some seat some money. I forgot what the Sean's mom in the head talk shit and everybody at the party like yo this nigga's tripping. And I said wait that's who his old lady is. I'm like is that his mama? <laughs> and it's the dude y'all about to turn y'all back on. But he does that. Meech still goes through with the deal. Come back and decide he's going to talk to K-9 as a man. Hey, man, we could make it go down this way. We could fight. But I just wanted to tell you as a man, like, you cut us off. We dealing direct now. And then K-9 doesn't even get mad. Says, you know what you did what you had to do? Welcome. You a boss now. And I'm like, so y'all ain't got no beef? He just cut you out the deal, went behind your back. You might not have no drugs. He might take over your shit, but... So you ain't going to do nothing to this man, but you're going to shoot your mama. And then his mama come out with her hair wrapped up, serving this nigga dinner. I say, yo, never been to Detroit, never will. Sorry, guys. I don't need no buffies. I don't need nothing. Y'all can have that city. Motor City, that's all you. I don't know what the fuck y'all got going on down there. And this is coming from a Chicago man. I, I ain't, I don't know. I don't know. I know I can't be the one to judge cities but goddamn like come on come on detroit and then let's talk about the detectives now i think they got a relationship going that was brewing he brings her over they they find a way to replace the the keys i knew the uh so they they buy some synthetic drugs and that makes their relationship tighter now she's like having fun with his son and that might be a relationship it's all nasty i don't like that i don't like them two together it's just such an odd couple. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. I don't know why. But I just don't like it. And, what? oh, B. Mickey. How can we go an episode without talking about B. Mickey? Like I thought, the detectives was the one who kidnapped him. Put him in the trunk for seemingly days while everybody's looking for him. And Meech is so ready to forgive him. Terry's like, what the fuck? Like, I know this is your second grade friend, but fuck him. He's a snitch. And I'm like, yes. Meech like, well, at least he came clean this time. Meech is too forgiving. I don't know where Meech get this spirit from, but no. No. Gunna, look at what Gunna. Gunna don't, can't even get a goddamn feature no more for him possibly telling. This nigga was wired up and forgiven, but he breaks his way out the trunk only to discover that his mama has now passed while he was in the trunk of the car. So he's devastated. No mama, no baby mama. B. Mickey got nothing. He got nothing but Meech and BMF. So, I don't know. His whole world just came crumbling down. You know, rest in peace to his moms. But I can't help but feel like this is just karma. Like, B. Mick, it's karma. It's got to be. But yeah, this episode, I guess the next one, they're going to be ultra drug dealing. 300 keys. They still got to worry about Lamar. And his dog is dead, still on the church floor. Or did he pick that dog up? I don't know what happened. But he picked that stuffed animal up. I'm confused. But yeah, so I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of drug dealing next episode. Maybe even a montage. Right? 300 keys? Yeah. They're going to be going to work. So maybe we'll get more drug dealing. Maybe some turf wars. Maybe we'll get closer back to realism. Now that we finally got a steady connect, the drugs are here. We got nothing else to worry about. So I'm hoping 
they get back on track, man. This one was not that bad of an episode. The winner of the episode, I don't know. I gotta be honest. I don't know. Nobody blew me away. Maybe Snoop. I like the pastor with the pistol. That's pretty cool. But he wasn't in it enough for me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe nobody. It was just blah. It was a regular-ass episode. But with that, man, protect your health, yourself, your wealth, man. Your boy Rill is out of here. Peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Hollywood Rail. And I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? All right, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at 1,000 trying to get to two, all right? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button...